Hi, this is Ollie, and you're listening to the Creative Bridge Podcast. This week, I'm chatting with Paolo Charroca. We talk a bit about Paolo's experience of working in tech and retraining as a counsellor, mental health in the world of tech, and building communities around values. Enjoy. Hi, Paolo. Hi, Ollie. It's nice to see your face after all this time. Um, yeah, it's been it's been a while. It's been a while, yeah. How are things with you? How was life on your side of town on this beautiful, wintry, clear-skied, snowy day? Yeah, I mean, it's cold, but it's been fine. Life is not, you know, all things considered, I, I consider myself to be in the in the in the more privileged uh, side of things uh the effects of how the world has been since uh 2020 um yeah i I'm, i can't i have you know i can complain that, that it'll feel more towards first world problems complaining same 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 i think um you know we're in in the code base slack right now we're talking about um you know how many pairs of socks are you wearing um to keep out the cold which feels like a sort of minor inconvenience in the in the grand scheme of things um yeah i mean like everybody ups and down days some days where you're not as produ- more, uh, productive or like as focused as others and it's uh, and that's fine um and, and getting into the swing of things well but thanks thanks for coming on today um i guess maybe to start so you were on the very first cohort of create bridge which was in march 2019 about 15 years ago now um, yeah. and uh yeah, what a different world it was back then. How how we were all so young and fresh faced and, and you know optimistic. Yeah. Um, but but perhaps to start, it would be great for you to just introduce yourself. Maybe tell us a bit about what you work on. You know who you are, um, and we'll take it from there. So, well, full name is Paolo Charroca. For anybody wondering how you pronounce that, um, so from the name, I guess people can get might be able to guess that there's Italian in there. So. Um, I've been living in Scotland for over 20 years now, but I grew up mainly in Italy, uh, but I was born in Holland. So I guess I'm a, well, you could define as a European citizen. Um, and by trade, I suppose you can call it that. I'm a software engineer. That's what I studied. And that's what I've worked in, worked as professionally for most of my working life, except for the first couple of years. After many years of mainly freelancing and contracts of various length to a few months to over a year and stuff like that. Uh, around about six years ago, I formed with uh, somebody that I met via one of these contracts and the larger Edinburgh Tech community. Um, we were very like-minded uh, in terms of how we want like to run a business and so forth and uh, work-life balance and important things like that, I guess. Yeah, we, we formed a company called Kin over six years ago now based in Codebase. Codebase wasn't that old at that time. So we're long-term uh, part of the of the community. I guess you can, we're old timers in that sense. I, 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 would, I, would, I would describe us in that context. And yeah, so essentially what Kin is, is we're, we describe ourselves as a, as, a, as a small web studio. So we make websites and web applications for other entities, be them well, it's mainly companies uh, or public bodies or things like that, mainly in the SME. So nothing, you know, within that range. And sometimes it can be uh, new businesses, new startups develop their first uh, version or the first versions of, of what they are. It can be a corporate website. It can be internal tools, you know, business tools for, for companies. So uh, roughly that's, that's generally uh, things like that and we provide consultancy at times too uh, of, of giving um, advice uh, speaking sometimes to non-technical founders 
what the lay of the land is, what their opportunities are given their particular context and where they are in their journey. Yeah, which is also one of the reasons why I enjoyed Creative Bridge. I wasn't necessarily the, the primary audience for it in some ways. I, was, I, I know, you know, like it was more common, it seems to me, from the outside that the more, or in, in just the one time that I did it and the outside for the cohorts that most people, people who maybe have an idea that they might want to de- potentially develop. Instead, that's not what I do. But there's a lot of overlap on like the, the, the problem space is the same. It's just that I'm from a different side of it and a different you know mentoring it from a different thing but there's a lot of understanding even people who are not technical with certain backgrounds what questions they have and what where you know i can have assumptions of what people know and more often than not when you make assumptions you're kind of wrong in that kind of context and knowing where to pitch my language and what terminologies to use to make myself understood and, and have a common uh, vocabulary with somebody. We, we iterate the course quite a lot and uh, it's changed massively over the last year and a half. Um, we've actually introduced a whole section in it about language because it was something that was happening organically where you know we, we all talk in different ways depending on our, our tribe you know if you're a creative or a techie or a corporate person yeah um, and we we thought well it's kind of happening so let's let's make an actual kind of session about the language of, of the world of tech. Um, and I think, to be honest, during that time, I lent on you quite a lot for, you know, as one of the, the you know, the hackers uh, to the, the majority hipster uh, cohorts that we had, like, to be able to provide that uh, a realistic, you know, view of what it's like to build software was really helpful, you know, and still is. That I can, you know, I can know I can connect people to you and they can get, get kind of pitch you almost and you can be like, well, you know, maybe... Um, yeah, it's not about Dean Crow. It's, it's 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 the realities and questions that because you're not of the space, it's not your world. The tech side of things you haven't thought about, and it's normal that somebody might not have thought of those particular um, aspects of it. Of I uh, want people to sign up. It's like well, it come it does come with not necessarily baggage, but it comes with things that you have to think about, and that if you've never done it before you're not aware of if you've mainly been somebody who's signed up for things you're not even as consciously aware of what it entails and what you need to uh, yeah what what the potential gotchas or whatever turns out yeah software is actually quite quite tricky behind the scenes even when it appears quite simple um yeah yeah it's not it, it yeah it's, it's it's the classic thing of not um it's not about knowing that i you know the, the, the lines of code that I write, it's more the experience of having to think about the same sort of problems a lot of times. And so you've refined, it's the experience. That's what um, I have the advantage of. I mean, you know, I've been, I've been online for almost 30 years now so, <laughs> and things like that. So it is a bit uh, old hat in some ways for certain things. Well, speaking of being online uh, for a long time, um, let's, let's do the COVID question. How have you found the last year or so, you know, as a small agency, um, it, it's just the two of you. Uh, yes, two of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, like, how have you found just you know, changing the world? Like, I've I've heard very mixed answers to this. Um, so, so yeah, like I think sort of like I touched tw- at the start of the intro. Uh, on a personal level, like this, and I think, yeah, it's it's uh, ups and downs. I would say the first month to six weeks, maybe even two months. I don't know. It's kind of it feels very it's such a long time. Obviously, I go. Yeah, I think on a personal level, there was an impact on how much work I was able to actually do. 
because it was the, the readjustment and an emotional i guess toll on it and going uh, and thinking you know there, there's a sense of loss which i think is normal uh well maybe not normal but it's common ordinary you know it's not unexpected to be unexpected um uh, because you know no longer seeing people and, and and opportunities or the opportunity not being able to do the activities that you're just used to planning and thinking about or even turning down <laughs> yeah i mean the joy of missing out you can't even have the joy of missing out because there's nothing to miss out on uh, you know it's sort of perverse way of thinking about it but there is this all all that no longer um so yeah but as as a business we so far okay and as, as one advantage definitely in this case of being a small business it hasn't it's not been complicated to be completely remote because it's only two of us so it's only two people who have to communicate with each other it's also um so even when we have video calls they don't have to be as long and so there's less fatigue with it we, you don't have to do as many because not like different teams or different people oh with these two people or these other two people there's there's less need for that and we've been working together for a number of years so so you know we can leave each other be if need be or you know there's more of a shorthand or understanding each other and an implicit trust um so there's been some adjustment obviously um but nothing that has felt uh hard you know when there's you know it's not like it's been completely without any sort of misunderstanding anything like that but it's easy it's a lot easier to clarify and, and to go oh okay need, now need to be a bit more uh i don't know it's even silly things going making it clear when you're uh getting up to go for lunch so you're not available to respond necessarily because you're having a break. Obviously, if you're in the office together, it's clear that you got you know we tend to have a lunch together anyway when we're in the office together. So, um, so yeah, in the day to day, the working of the business, it hasn't had a significant impact or anything that's taken a toll. We have to think about it hard. Uh, also, because both of us were had freelanced before we did the business, so we kind of had a ongoing always home office sort of setup so it wasn't a scramble to 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 uh do that and we're you know we're a completely digital business so all our tools we don't use paper so for anything so um so so yeah in in that terms it's, it's been it's not been it's not been uh hard i mean the, the worries that we might the concerns are because i think that everybody would have is like what does the future hold in terms of business who knows impact on the economy but those are things that we that are not within our control you know of limit there's limit <laughs> limits of how much we can do about that um just have to see what the lay of the land but who knows yeah i, I know what you mean. i mean we're a small team of 20 odd very odd people um and the move to digital like just using slack and you know asynchronous tools was a little bit tricky at first i think but we we figured it out i can't imagine what it's like in an organization with a hundred thousand people um suddenly all working from home and you yeah but even, yeah yeah even even some of the bigger companies that maybe i've seen more often because of COVID or whatever companies that are even 40 50 people it's it's a whole different thing to have to to have to mind you have to have a, get a lot more thought about how do you 
do go about things. Uh, you know, two people is a lot easier to agree. It's like, well, we kind of already established when our core hours are anyway. When we, we you know, it's 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 just happened and it's clear. But we don't have to be super strict with everything as long as things get done, and we're available. We're we're pretty much quite available for each other if there's a need to clarify something. Oh, I'm stuck on this. Oh, this is not clear. Or can I check? Is that done yet? Like small things like that. But you only having to check with one person makes it a lot easier. I I think that point you made about um productivity, like I kind of measure ourselves more in, in, in productivity rather than, you know, time put in these days. And I think even that, that's a really tricky thing to get right because um, you you end up worrying that you've not been productive enough. I, I don't know, like in, in the office, I would go and make a cup of tea several times a day and feel no problem about doing that at all. But now I suddenly feel like any time I'm not at my computer, like I'm, I'm stealing time away. Um, and I, uh, that's gotten better over the last year or so, just as got more comfortable with it. But yeah, it's very different for depending on what you're working on. Uh, yeah, so using myself, you know, I can think of clearly by myself is if I'm working on a project and there are clear tasks to do, like complete a piece of functionality and or multiple pieces in a single project, that's easier to quantify to to measure in some ways. Well, oh, okay, mm-hmm. I did that. I've done this. I've done that. Um, and 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 you can and see it other times it's a bit more uh loose it's a bit more you know writing an email or reading reading a proposal you know mm-hmm. uh, proofreading something that my business partner has written you know, whatever um not necessarily proofreading um, <laughs> it's probably he does more proofreading of what i write but mm-hmm. if i write anything i'm more prone to typos and missing words that's very common but yeah so so it's 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 um the business is 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 okay it's not been bad it's not been panic stations or yeah if there's been any sources of of stress or anxiety or anything towards that there are things that it's different but it's not like it would not have happened had nothing happened with the coronavirus it would have been Mm -hmm. maybe the sources of them or whatever but it doesn't feel that there's more stress or anxiety it's just oh it's of a different nature or a different source but it's not more or less i don't think so it doesn't feel like oh there's more of it is 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 not there yeah, I think I know what you mean uh, in terms of how we work in Codebase, certainly. Um, but something I wanted to ask you about today is, I guess you have quite an interesting, uh, did quite a bit of interesting retraining recently over the, was it like a couple of years ago? In the last couple of years? Um, as uh, Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, like I said, something like two and a half years ago, I think, um, I started uh doing a training to become a counselor essentially um so it's a long ish process um what i'm going to do with it is 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 in flux uh there aren't hard and fast decisions but it is something that uh i've done pretty much uh the tail end of it now um, that has also had impacts from uh, everything that's happened, obviously, because it's impacted everything, the pandemic. So, but so I guess the reasons why I did it is 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 um, there are many. There's many reasons why uh, I went I went with that. Is uh, some of it is uh, sort of age related in the sense of starting to think I was coming up for my fortieth birthday. It wasn't that far in the future when I started thinking about this, and so some self reflection and going. What am I doing with my life? What do I want to do? You know, I've been doing 
like I said, I've been doing coding in some form as a hobby as a kid since the mid nineties. So as within my life, you know, professionally for 15 years plus. So, um, it, it, it's something that I've done for a long time, uh, for my, uh, within my lifespan. Um, so I was like, ah, oh, how much do I want to do this? How much am I interested in coding still? I don't know. I want to be maybe in a helping role of some kind, it felt. Um, and I've always been, uh, and that's also tying back to, to Creative Bridge and talk of techies and creatives. I I was one of those kids who ended up saying to themselves, I am not creative, which is, it's not a thing. Everybody's creative, but you know, you, you start believing it when you start repeating it and you're not very traditionally not very uh don't have aptitude for drawing and traditional kind of things that people think of when you you say the word creative and so um so i was drawn away from the humanities let's let's say that way of like and it was very much a you know the classic um splitting you either in the humanities or in the sciences almost like at some point when you're in your teenager or whatever and you're starting to think of what you're going to do at university and all that kind of stuff it's one or the other um and i come from a family of engineers physicists and that sort of stuff so there was also in 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 indoctrination almost like going well you don't want to be a poet you know it, almost in that kind of facile uh sort of sense uh so okay software engineer um at least it had and it, that's also one of the reasons why i didn't go computer science and software engineering because engineers are in the family so it's like oh, i'm an engineer too um small things um so yeah it, it, but as I grew older, it's more like more interest in humanities uh, mm. uh, as a broad thing. Um, yeah. And then I went through my own uh, mental health journey, a personal one. You know, I was in counselling or still am, uh, actually. But um, so that's how it fell into place, sort of in many different things. I thought, OK, and I started looking into what helping roles in quotes just air quotes for the listeners um i yeah what could it be and counseling felt right and and as a minimum something that i had a strong interest in also having uh growing up and in life having uh people in my life who've had mental health issues of various uh grades of well i don't want to say seriousness um well uh, mental health uh, issues, some of them uh, which are more common and some of them which are more towards the, the, the diagnosable where like it means more serious interventions. Um, so from so this life of exp- uh, life experience too around it. So that's why I started uh, doing uh, counselling. And then it's just timing wise, it seems to be in... Yeah, I think had I done it a few years earlier, it would have been even more difficult for me to talk about me studying it because there wasn't not as much as a open talking about it from people. Uh, so it's more and more, there's more people talking openly about their own struggles at times with mental health or things that have more talks, you know, people more openly talking, especially, specifically seems to be anxiety or depression or general anxiety disorder uh, things like that seems to be is is over the last two three years so roughly when i started it's it's slowly um more of a topic of conversation and and yeah less less belittled or may you know um more comfort comfort uh, more of a topic of conversation without 
if somebody brings it out in a you know in a Zoom call now or whatever, there's no less shine. There's no, there's it's less likely that they're going to be that everybody's going to sort of feel awkward. The people listening to it uh, will feel awkward about it. So that's um, yeah. So it's kind of feels with the timing. It's funny how yeah that it is like the last two three years I think yeah or uh, I mean certainly. If, I mean, Twitter for me, like, uh, see, mental health is a constant topic of discussion on, on my timeline. Um, within Team Codebase, you know, we've always been, um, you know, fairly chatty about mental health, but in the last two or three years, we've become just even more open about it. And, and yeah, I, I think it is awesome that people are willing to, you know, kind of be vulnerable and, and open up and talk about this stuff in, in a public way, because it's, uh, as we know, you know, from, you know, your counselling experience just talking about these things is uh is a, a great start and you know can be very helpful yeah talk therapy yeah counseling is essentially talk therapy for anybody it's not really entirely knows what it is uh, i guess is what it is it's it's it is it's not with a psychiatrist who's taking notes and you lie down it's nothing like that you sit in front or slightly slanted depending on what you're comfortable with <laughs> with um in front of another human being who's fundamentally there to listen to you in a completely non-judgmental way uh i mean there's there's always very there's different uh what they call in the industry modalities so different things but if you're going into counseling you have no idea about them and there's no reason for you to have to look them up really mm-hmm. um unless you you're that kind of person who wants to know what you're getting uh, you know, then, then obviously, but there's no, there's not a requirement. There's not an expectation from the council that you'll know anything. And actually, mm-hmm. there'll be part of counselling the first session, or even a couple, is there's some counselling education, a little bit, not very formal, but just there might be some explanation of what that counsellor, how they operate. And if I can, get, you know, I think if there's one tip I can give people who are thinking about going into counselling, if you're thinking about it, go to a counsellor, and if you can afford it. I would say go private if you can afford it, not because it's better, but because if you can afford it, go private because then you're not taking out spaces for those who can't. It's more like for like, because there's very limited, like there's long waiting lists to get it on the NHS. So if you're of means enough that you can afford 50, 60 quid a week for a few weeks, I would nudge you in that direction to do it. Um, But one thing is, even if you're doing that, you need to find the right counsellor for you. Because counsellors are human beings, and the what they call the therapeutic relationship is what makes it work. And so it could be that for whatever reason, it's not necessarily that they are a bow counsellor, but you and that person, it doesn't, for whatever reason, maybe not quite as comfortable talking about intimate things. Doesn't have, you know, intimate, I mean, like bedroom things, but just like intimate, that are personal to you. You know, that person, you're going to, you might, you'll probably end up talking about things that you'll never speak about with any, any other person, even your significant other you know that's it's 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 thoughts whatever and so yeah that you might have to go through more than one if it's not working you know you wait until if it works and you and when it and you and then the next question is well how do i know if it works (laughs) that weasley kind of answer you'll know because it'll make a difference you'll feel completely you'll feel right you'll feel that work is happening in, in in quotes where you know that 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 therapeutic work that it's like oh there'll be there'll be a moment where you start thinking that you said you you talked about something and there's almost an, 
sort of something like an epiphany happens uh, of of something like that if something is, is is if it's working working well that you go, i've never thought about it that way though those kind of moments angelic choirs and you know light comes down from the heavens and suddenly you know you realize the meaning of yourself yeah oh well i i think it more like oh how did i never realize this if you as soon as those kind of ideas that or realizations that it feels like common sense as soon as you it all slots into place and you're like how did I never realize that that's why I behave this way in this certain set, set of circumstances? It's like, oh yeah, of course. That sounded like I was being maybe a bit facetious there, but I, you know, I've, I've been through counseling and I've, I've had that moment. And it's not a, a moment, it's just, you know, a, a period, I think, when it just happens to you, when you suddenly reframe, you know, your view of the world. And um, it's, 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 it's a great, it's a great sort of, yeah, thing that can, can happen to you. So you've got quite, a, maybe quite a unique background in terms of having the tech side of things and the counseling side of things um, and I think with this rise of um, people being more open about their mental health in the last couple of years I've also noticed just a huge rise in the number of startups and apps and you know what have you to support various mental health things from you know all the way up to big white consumer things like Headspace or Calm um, yeah down to, not down to, but, you know, thinking about um, startups that say work with the NHS to mm-hmm. help, I, I don't know, uh, connect you to the right counsellor, say. Have you much experience of uh, kind of looking at how uh, tech tries to get involved in the world of mental health? I have to be honest, not massively. I'd say is that it will be for a spe- specific dem- demographic of people. So it's going to be limited. Not everybody, and this is a more broader thing, is just people who work in tech, the awareness of not everybody has the same usage of tech and it doesn't approach it in the same in the same way. Uh, I can use the example of the courses that I've done in, in counselling that but, you know, they, the people they maybe had one you know, they have a couple of apps that they use and they don't really download apps and, you know, they they they, they maybe use they use things like WhatsApp and one social media account if that uh, 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 so it's very they're not your target market if you if in that so you you, you are um you've already constrained yourself um in that in that in that space but saying that i can understand that it, it can definitely help uh what i i would i would where there's some hesitancy is, is or where i think those the people behind those products need to be careful in their messaging is that uh well there's many reasons why you have to be careful because of mental health it's not overselling you know, there's always, you know, in all business products, you know, there's a danger of overselling what effect you can have and how much you can help and what you can help with, you know. So things, you know, things like I say, like a calm and, and, and those kind of ones. Yes, they can help. If you have severe anxiety, they ain't going to help. Like, to be brutally honest, there's not going to, they, they can help you in the moment and the space and they, they're more like a, a plaster if you're going, but they're not, there's, there's a limit of how much they can do. But then again, because the, 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 the provision, you know, the availability of uh, mental health practitioners, uh, you know, on an NHS, you know, speaking in the UK, is not that much. There's not, you know, there's, there's waiting lists and depends, you know, maybe there's a postcode lottery a little bit on what, which NHS trust you are and so forth. Uh, or even spaces available in, in charities and, you know, and all, all those kind of aspects. Then, yes, it can help at least somewhat. So, um but I, I think, yeah, there, 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 is, there is automatically a duty of, of care of, like, with the messaging going, well, but if you have 
sometimes you do seek professional help you know we can't you know we're helping a bit <laughs> is and and so in, in in specific with specific things maybe um is 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 where I would have, you know, I don't know because I've not really used them and not really looking at them that much, but just from the outside, that's where my concern would be is make sure that, that the messaging is clear of what you're doing and what, 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 what you can, what you, what, what you can help with. Um, yeah. And then you're not fixing anything because also with mental health, there's no, it's not fixing. I think that's also a messaging that I would like to come across is that you don't fix. Facilitate somebody to, manage or cope or understand why certain patterns of behavior or thought processes happen and then it's up to maybe the individual as well to then given those tools figure out maybe what adjustments they can do maybe with consulting with other people sure but you know, it has to come a little bit from within so even like that's why certain certain mental health issues would not benefit from talk therapy because you have mm -hmm. to have or even you have to be in a certain state like you have to want to help yourself you know there's no point if, if you know to be forced to go to uh counseling and you don't want to be there nothing's going to happen really you know it's unlikely you know it would have to be a a, a very good counselor who manages to break those barriers down mm -hmm. uh essentially and obviously then there's some mental health issues that you know uh talk therapy can be part of it but you know there's a ph pharmaceutical component is going to be needed and that you know and actually it's probably the the part that's going to do the most uh, 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 and that's the way it is but um yeah and so those ones definitely i don't see tech how that can really um, help except for reminding you <laughs> when to take something or whatever or yeah facilitate and help you manage the thing they're not going to help with the actual day-to-day -day of it if they could automate, you know, my prescription being refilled, that would be awesome because my uh, my GP's website is beastly. But that's uh, probably just a smaller site. Yeah, yeah, no, but yeah. So it's it's things like it's things like that that maybe they can they can um, help with. I think this is all along the lines of why Creative Bridge came into existence. That we wanted um, more creatives, more of the hipsters and the hipster hacker hustler group coming in to work on tech startups. People with experience from outside of the world of tech um and I, I you know i don't want to say that medical people are, are hipsters maybe i don't know you need more hospital workers I, I don't know we'll think of a good age but with these startups you know i assume that there'll be at least some sort of medical advice or medical practitioner involved from the get-go at least you'd hope so yeah you'd hope you'd hope somebody with like or at least engage their services on a consultancy level are we doing this right are we using the right terminology or is our language the tone of voice uh correct and i think yeah that is also something that anyway applies i think to to tech in general in terms of tech space if we're talking about mental health and there's more speaking about uh, and I, I think it's good but just saying oh it's okay not to be okay or take a mental health day saying it it's good that the chat is there but there has to be follow through. Mm -hmm. So say, it's a bit like if you're a manager saying, oh, my door is always open. It kind of better be if you're saying it. it, it you know, it's, it's, it's to your detriment. So don't just talk the talk. Yeah, just don't talk the talk. So if your messaging is that, you know, you want to, well, it's the classic thing for businesses. You're saying that you have a certain corporate, you know, mission statement, values, and those things. And so when it comes to, you know, we're talking about mental health, the mental health part of it, 
you need to follow through with that too. So maybe it is also thinking, um, yeah, again, the language, how much you, you um, when you interact with uh, your customers, let's call them customers generically, regardless of what it is that you're doing, how do you talk to them? How often do you, do you really want to pester them? You know, as much as you, you know, you, 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 and, and all those uh, kind of things, how easy is it to, to, to cancel? How easy is it if somebody has to cancel on behalf of somebody else, they're not the account holder? What do you do then? Because it could be that somebody isn't able to do it themselves and has to have somebody do it on their behalf because maybe they're in a mental health crisis of some form. What are you going to do? You know, there's all these... Um... There was a spat on Twitter recently where uh, I, I don't want to name the company, um, but basically to cancel their services, you have to phone them. And this is an enterprise like software company, you know, built in the cloud. Uh, you know, they are very much a, a mm-hmm. internet first organization, but they basically make you phone them up uh, to try and cancel when yeah. you know, their person tries to persuade you not to cancel. Yeah. And that kind of stuff is just, we all know how stressful that is, right? We've all tried to cancel our phone contract yeah. before. And, or, you know, or another one that happens and big players do it, um, you know, big you know, and I would assume most people who would be listening to this have an interest, at least a passing interest and knowledge in tech. It's like people in that case, you will have heard of them, but they do, you know, silent renewals almost. Mm-hmm. Like the, the the nudging of it is, if there is any, it's very uh, subtle. Unlike say, I don't know, home insurance stuff like that, where you get you do get thirty days before you get mm-hmm. a notification like, oh, this is coming up. By the way. Oh, and you ha- and they tell you your rights because of the regulator in a different way. But instead, suddenly you go up, and so financial matters are a source of mental health strain. You know, on, on people. You know, if you're if you're worried about money, worries are can be a a source of mental health. Uh, you know, of anxiety or whatever stress, or they can they can be the cause, or they can be like not health, an extra thing that kind of piles on, and you don't know how to deal with it. I couldn't believe the the stones of my travel insurance when it renewed itself last month. Um, yeah, yeah, but, exactly. You know, it's outrageous. But um, I mean, to be honest, that was a case where Monzo, my bank, you know, told me instantly. And if I hadn't been using them, then I wouldn't have realized, and it would have stressed me out even more. But it was a very quick fix. Yeah, that you suddenly look at your bank's balance, or it's on your credit card, and you're like, wait, why is there an extra whatever amount it is? On my balance. Two months ago. What? what yeah, what, yeah. Why? Why do I, I wasn't expecting, you know, I mean, you, maybe you're budgeting and it's not flagged up. And you're like, why do I owe an extra hundred quid on my bank balance this month than I thought? What the hell? Uh, yeah, so it's all these kind of considerations and it's stopping, stopping and thinking the impact of what you do is fundamentally, and it applies not only to mental health things, but it's generally, I think, in when you're doing and applying to tech specifically, obviously, because that's where my area of expertise is and what we're talking about. So it is it is something that, because it's still, I think, seen, uh, you know, it's still treated a bit, uh, using that old uh, cliche of a bit of a wild west, that there's not actual regulation. It's not like insurance companies, as much maybe people can moan about them and what have you. There is regulation. There's ombudsman. There is, there is a complaints procedure that can be all stressful. It's not saying that it works well, but it exists. Um, so even though we have, you know, we are complaining about it, both in as as uh, users of websites and web apps, and as somebody who has to make them, like all things around like GDPR and the cookie warnings and stuff like that, those actually only came about because people were not considering 
mm-hmm. other people you know people building put too much crap out and uh, and not mistreating people's data and just losing it or you know le- you have data leaks you know that you get sometimes make even like the headline news and you don't think about them and it's kind of the same space with like mental health considerations it's all over one we've probably just got time to talk about one more thing here um so something that's come up a few times already in this podcast is what the future of communities looks like um so when we come back to you know sharing physical spaces if we do what that that looks like um and yeah i just wonder if you had any thoughts on that yeah well i guess it's tying it to well you know main topic so far of, of mental i'm gonna think about it from a mental health perspective as well uh and and how to foster a healthy community from that point of view is walk the talk and that is uh, you know, have your code of conduct and say, if you're saying, oh, this is a friendly community and welcoming. So there has to be a form of, you, know, you have to be proactive in moderating it and not allowing bad actors to be there because uh, they may happen, you know, that, you know, you can't guarantee that everybody's going to sign up or is going to not sign up, but who's going to be part, uh, gravitate towards the community that you're trying to build or that is already there. Is going to be not necessarily uh, everybody's going to get along or somebody there could be clashes and how do you manage that and then you have to be proactive in managing that and being very transparent in communicating how you've gone about it and not let it be because you know gossip doesn't help uh, essentially you can't stop it completely but going oh somebody said something that controversial let's call it that and there was a reaction and then they sort of disappeared people then wonder what happened so maybe you you, you have to be proactive like oh you know there was this incident you can be you know without having to go in detail but at least addressing like it was dealt with internally via tools and this is this and this is how we're going to try and deal it oh thank you and you know so there's comfort and going oh so if something happens i can they do something about it so this is a safe space and and fostering and 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 repeating those values over and over again that the people who go who are part of that community all the time get kind of bored of hearing us like oh here we go again almost at the beginning of say like an event or get together whatever it is whether it's in person or online or, or whatever just repeat on time because it's clear that 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 you're living and breathing it as a community like and this is friendly if you have any issues is this whatever it is the tone is you're setting the tone constantly and you're and it's always there and it's ever present i think uh, i might steal that idea actually like we do have our code base values um you know, for the team and they kind of filter down to the community, but, you know, they're, they're not, I, I like the idea of introducing events with them, you know, talking about, hey, these are the values that we have and we will bring them to this event as well. Um, yeah, so, this yeah. is what we want. We want this to be a friendly space and we're going to do this and, you know, not, and not focusing on the negative, like, oh, if anything happens, you know, but you have to sort of maybe mention that, but just making it clear that that's the tone and what we're uh, trying to uh to foster and engender uh sometimes some things come easy uh you know easier um yeah and 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 making it also about not only just the events as such and 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 being available if you have a community you have to you're gonna have to be available out of hours so to speak out of like that hour or two hour event and having people if they need to get in touch you have to be available to 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 respond always with the same tone of voice and so forth and and uh repeating those values or living them in in the way you communicate uh and your approachability um because then it fosters all other uh kind of the magic that can happen in communities of people doing things without you who are in charge of the community so to speak 
people talk amongst themselves and they form little hubs or things happen that you're not really um not by design but they come naturally organically uh, but you have to make the ground fertile community is what happens when you're not looking yeah 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 well it's like the, the, the thing of just it just happened you know going tying things back to, to co-base and being in an office that where we were located or are located still currently but just like having a door open and then having people come in and chat doing having sort of like a weird office hours not actually doing counseling but sort of people coming to talk about things that were on their mind um quite often too and that so that's kind of like didn't happen by by it wasn't the strategy it wasn't like oh i'll do this so then people this will happen it just sort of happened i think we could use more um more doors open both in the in the physical world and the digital world what what i've done a couple of times uh is that i've done uh i've taken days a couple of days uh off uh, in the last few months where i've just been available for people to talk uh so via and i did call outs and you know just announced it via twitter and instagram and social medias and things uh of being available and people could uh, have like uh, set up a specific page on my personal website uh for people to fill in a form and tell me when and what medium whether they want to do a video call a phone call what you know what which which app it is that they want to use specifically and then i can arrange it and then we connect and we can talk for 50 minutes to an hour or whatever about whatever they want to talk about um whether it's like people that i know or speaking to strangers from america too which has been uh wild and weird but also great mainly so yeah that's that just letting letting people know about that that, that sometimes is something that happens well we'll make sure that we tweet it out next time uh next time you yeah. get one yeah but yeah listen thanks so much for chatting today like it's been super interesting um no worries uh yeah and i guess We'll just stop it there. Okay. Thank you very much.